A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Sam Pets Radio, Australia's coolest podcast network. Hey everybody, welcome to All The Small Games. Remember the indie game podcast that comes out sometimes? That's what this is. Andrew Levin's my name, John Valenzuela, his name. Hey! Podcast, begin! <laughs> um, hey Levins, we are actually, this is this is set to be a killer episode because Levins, we are in the same room. Uh, this, the, the first time we've been in the same room since we recorded our best of the year episode. Yes. Was it the, the start of this year or the end of last year? That was start of... Yeah, COVID. Yeah, because I got COVID. How many times have you had COVID since you had got COVID? One baby. You, so you've had it twice now? No, I've only had it once. Oh, okay. I, 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 I oh, wait. Since I got COVID. No, that, yeah, cool. that was the one only time. Is, one yeah. time is. We fucking one time a fist. My, <laughs> my daughter got it and just didn't somehow give it to us, which was fantastic. That's great. You weren't sharing any beers with her? <laughs> no. No. One um, day, brother. Yeah, indeed. My daughter turned six today. Fucking Shared your first beer. Good morning. <laughs> <laughs> We're starting with Corona. It's a nice light beer, a breakfast beer, if you will. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It's got some fruit in it. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, it's been very nice seeing cute photos of Tilly for her sixth birthday. Yeah, it's, uh, she's, uh, she's my wild one. Um, really? So I have more photos of her than like anyone I've ever taken photos of in my life, I think. Sure. She's always, dad, take a photo of me. <laughs> and if, if you don't, she'll kill you. <laughs> God bless you, That's Tilly. That's why she's drinking Coronas in the morning, so she has a weapon at night. Yeah, right. Um, hey, uh, this podcast is called All the Small Games, and uh, we used to be weekly, but now we are whenever we want. Yes, I think the goal is four episodes a year. Yeah, definitely. With one of those being our best of the year episode. Yeah, 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 totally. And so three sober episodes, one shit faced episode, <laughs> um, which uh, I can pr- proudly announce that my six year old daughter will be joining us for that one. <laughs> She's training now, um, but uh, we're going to do a little like catch up on all the indie games we've been playing since we last recorded, which was early. April, I think. Yeah, around then. Yeah. When is it now? August. It's August. It's coming up on mid-August. Okay. So yeah. f- three or four months. Fourish. Okay. April to May, May to June, June to July. Yeah, fourish. Okay, great. Fourish. Fourish months of indie games. I didn't think I'd played any. Turns out I've played about ten. Sure. <laughs> that's always the way. I I was like, what's on my list? And then I put my list together and was like, I've been busy. This rules. Yeah, I I. Like was thinking about, oh man, like you know, we're it's, it's the halfway mark. I don't know what my favorite indie games of the year are. Like it's going to be so weird putting this list of games that I feel so so about together at the end of the year. Then and looking at what I've played, I'm like, oh no, I've played like kind of about the same, really. Yeah, yeah. I've I've definitely there's there's stuff that I'm still hanging out to play. Mm-hmm. Um, most notably is probably Bear and Breakfast. Is it out yet? It's out on PC. It's not on so, Switch. No, it's there's not out. no information on. 
There's no information on when it could be released on Switch. Switch isn't power enough to handle both bears and breakfast. <laughs> They're going to release it in two separate parts. The breakfast is DLC. Yeah, you yeah. just play a bear wandering through a blank space. Um, but I think there's oh, there's probably a couple of other little ones in there. But I've also been thinking about like the latter half of the year and what's coming out. Well, Col- Cult of the Lamb comes out tomorrow. Um, which supposedly is... today, but it'll probably be like your typical... But, right, but end of night. It's eleventh um, of August, but it'll be eleventh of August. And that's American um, time. that's by a massive monster who did the Adventure Pals a yes. few years ago. Um, Australian, Australian studio. Love that company. Um, yeah. And uh, Call of the Land. Did you play the pre- preview of that? I did. I played the the demo that um, came out. Super and- amped. Apparently, like the the. The town sim stuff is like way more fun than the actual roguelike stuff, but I did the the roguelike stuff. I was like, okay, this is kind of Binding of Isaac ish. You move through like rooms. It's a bit schmuppy. There are poos. Yes, Um, (laughs) there's a fetus for some reason. That sounds like Isaac. But yeah, the the it definitely felt like really robust town builder stuff that um, I reckon is going to be super fun, especially seeing how the two halves of the game feed back into each other, kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but there's also like McPixel 3. Everyone is waiting for that one. Devolver's publishing that too, yes, right? Yes, they That's are. That's great. And is it going to be phones or? Uh, I think it's going to be main consoles to begin with. It could come to phones. I played the demo a while back. It's amazing. It's like they've they've complexified it in a way that really works for the game. Um, I love that it's number three because they haven't made number two. <laughs> they just jumped straight to three. Um <laughs> And there's what else? Was there any? Is there anything else on the horizon? I mean, there's a bunch that I was looking forward to that have come out that I haven't touched, like Loot River. Um, that I, 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 that was my I actually I had a short go at Loot River on Game Pass. Mm-hmm. It's cool, interesting concept. Yeah, um, I, 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 apparently that's it's, my review. <laughs> it's a lot harder than people were expecting it to be. I think. Yeah, it's definitely got that. Um, I mean, it's it's the same of any roguelite where you you start with just dog shit equipment. <laughs> And you kind of have, like, it, it feels annoying until you've earned a few cool things and then you're like, hey, I'm actually in the swing of this now. Right, yeah, sure. But you just got to make it through that first period. But the whole Tetrisy rafts things is, like, got some cool... Yeah, I've got to give it a go. I think, yeah. That, yeah, knowing it's a roguelike normally would turn me off, but I think that means I would feel... I, I, I know I can go into that knowing it'll probably just be one hour. Yeah. And then I'll just give up on it. You'll get the sense <laughs> Like every of other roguelike I've You'll played. get the sense of it by that point. I think uh, I made it up to the first boss battle, got my ass handed to me. Good for you, King. Like, well, got to go change the baby. Yep. Um, I've got to go back to not playing Hades now. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I've been playing a lot of uh, of not small games. This has been, like... I've just been I'm, making... I'm very curious. Hit me. What have you? What have you uh, got? at the moment? I'm like fucking waist deep in uh, Xenoblade Chronicles Three. Having <laughs> like you know, I feel like I'm McPixeling it here, yeah. I, except I haven't played any of the ones before. Right. This is my first Xeno game, um, and I, I heard there were like these like big unwieldy like JRPGs. I know this is like so like the unwieldy part definitely like you know is is definitely there. Um, but everyone always talks about how complex and and difficult the controls are, but. It's a lot less of an RPG and more of a like kind of almost like a MOBA MMO kind of vibe. Okay, where like you're it's like an auto battler and you stack combos. So your your character is going to be attacking every five to ten seconds, and then you have like extra attacks that you can add on top of, and then you end up getting a party of six that you can control and flick between, like. So it's almost like a RTS kind of. Sure. Um, yeah, it was not what I was expecting at all. I love it. Um, the cutscenes are way too like you know. I wish you could skip through the dialogue sure. instead of just skipping the entire movie because they look really good, but the dialogue, I'm like, yeah, I, I, I get what you're alluding here to, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, yeah, yeah. Are they paying you by the word? Just say it quicker. <laughs> yeah. 
No, I think I think Xenoblade Chronicle Three was it was I was watching Nintendo Direct and I didn't know it at the time, but the trailer for that came up, and I spent most of the trailer just cackling at how like overwrought and like yeah, dramatic everything was because this is like the dark one. Yeah, of, of like the last one was like way too whimsical um, and like far too British. This one's like a different type of British, right. um, and thankfully it's a type of British that you can turn off and put Japanese on instead. <laughs> Uh, so I've done the that. best kind of British. I wish it was you could choose which. Like, just uh, I want a Penrith accent right. on my Xenoblade. <laughs> I'd love it if they spread that through all British culture. So you're watching like Only Fools and Horses. <laughs> you can say like, nope, they're in Japanese now. Yeah, yeah perfect. <laughs> Some mothers do have them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I mean, surprisingly, how how much I love uh, Xenoblade. I put like. 10 hours into multiverses. Yeah. I was just not seeing that happening. I wanted to give it a go. I bought my first ever battle pass. Okay. Um, Wild. Of, uh, of, of Four multiverses. Yeah. Multiverses is like the Warner Brothers. And I, I, I played it before the, the shit went down with, uh, with right. Batgirl and HBO Max. All right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, there was just something about like, I want to play as Bugs Bunny. Of course, who wouldn't? Uh, so I unlocked Bugs Bunny and uh, I, I play a lot of Finn, Finn is really fun to play sure. as from Adventure Time. Um, and uh, I haven't unlocked the Iron Giant yet, but I've, I feel like I've tapped out already at this point. But that was a fun, it, a fun week. Did it have any, like... Because um, I know with the, the most recent Smash Bros, they had that whole map thing where you oh, go around. It's not Nothing made like for that. single player it's, it's at just... all. You can play against bots. That's the extent of single player. Right, okay. majority of it is like it, they want you to be paired with another partner, right. either online or same system, um, and then you're going up against another two, um, partner. So it's like sure. 2v2. Okay. It, it, and it, it works really well. Nah. The, the, like All the characters, the moveset, the love that's gone into them. Like There's some shit that is... Very broken with the game. It feels very early days, but I can tell there are things that are going to be patched. I hear Bugs is like wildly overpowered. He rules, man. Yeah, like that's I, why I, he I rules. love Villager from Animal Crossing, and because he has like this, like you know, stupid rocket that he uh, that flies across and crashes into people, and you can do that with Buzz, except you can point the rocket in different directions. Ooh. You can like jump up above people, and then he paints a safe, and then the safe crashes down. Amazing. Um, and then you can kick the safe into people. Finn's similarly broken, um, but yeah, like there apparently Velma rules to players as well. From okay. Scooby Doo, um, but they released the information that unfortunately Rick and Morty are delayed. Um, I don't know. Look, maybe if, if 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 more people do jump on, if I had friends that were playing it, I'd be more inclined to, to yeah. pop in. But it was fun, kind of going like, oh, here are the six missions we're going to try and do today, and you can when you the, the fun little cosmetic things that you can unlock because you can unlock the entire roster just with in-game currency that you get from from winning matches, mm-hmm. and by the time you you know, have have played 20, 30 matches with a player, you have enough coins to unlock another another character. Okay, cool. So it's not too like, you know, fuck, I was, all I want is Iron Giant or whatever. Yeah. Um, but uh, you can... Other cosmetic things include like when you knock someone off the stage, like Smash style, it plays like an, like, like an animation. Like, so one would be maybe like, you know, dark sides, Omega beam kind of like flying around or Batman's like the bat signal flies, like shines in the sky for a moment. Cause you've knocked someone out. I bought the battle pass because I wanted, when I knock someone out of the thing, Porky pig comes up on screen and it says, that's all. Amazing. Folks. I was like, yeah, obviously I want yeah. that. So I was $7 for the battle pass. Okay. That's not um, too bad. And actually maybe even less, it was like three fifty or something. So nice. I still have that, that amount for a future battle pass. Maybe. Um, but if they, I don't know, hopefully they add some interesting characters, more uh, interesting than LeBron anyway. I was, like in the future. I was like, I thought about it and was like, Warner Brothers would have like multiverses 
There is n- almost infinite potential for like Adult Swim roster inclusion. Well, I was thinking, I was looking at like 1990s Warner Brothers movie. Oh, it's okay, like, yeah. You could play as Michael J. Fox as Doc Hollywood and just all these like random deep cuts from their film archive. It'd like, be great if you could play as Master Shake. That would be like so oh, fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, or all the Aqua Teen Hunger Force together, like the three of them. Just Carl. Just Carl. You only, Damn, get, you only get Carl. I'm into that. That'd be yeah. great. <laughs> be fantastic. Um, cool. That's... Um, what else have I been playing? Uh, I, I platinumed Ghostwire Tokyo. Congrats. Loved that. Um, just loved... I, I, it's, it's not a good game, but it's it's a great... <laughs> it's a, I had a great time playing it's it. It's compelling. Like, it's, you know... It's, sorry, it, it, it is just good. It's good right, enough as, right. in terms of gameplay, but as a as an open world to to, to discover things in, it's, it's a, as good as it gets for me. I loved it. Yeah. Uh, I got my Switch here. I've been playing, um, trying to finish Splatoon 2 before Splatoon 3 comes out. Sure. Trying to finish. Uh, I wanna... Having a 2 before a 3, rookie move. Just jump straight to <laughs> That's a very good point. Yeah. Um, oh, fuck. It's gone into Xenoblade. You, 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 <laughs> it just wants me to play Xeno. It just knows where to go now. You know what? The majority of them now are, um, we're heading into, um, into indie territory. Yeah. How about you, Andy? Any big games? I mean, no, not really. Like, SnowRunner. My SnowRunner addiction has come steaming back. Um, I thought you would have uh, uh, stopped playing that in solidarity, in solidarity with you, Ukraine. Um, I'm, I'm just, I'm playing a Russian level. I'm just crashing into every building <laughs> yep. I come across. Like, this is for the good people of Ukraine. <laughs> um, it's just, I think, SnowRunner is just the game I play on Switch while I'm waiting for other games to come out. Yeah, and like, um. I'm trying to be a bit better about not just frivolously buying games these days. Mm-hmm. Like, no, I feel it. Oh, I need that. Well, in- you, you can't blame it on the podcast anymore. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I can't write everything off. Um, so I'm, I've avoided that. Like, because God, back in the like a pre-child, I should say, pre-Olive arriving when I had more disposable income. Yep. I was definitely like, I need endorphins. I'm just going to go in the eShop and buy something. Like, that was my equivalent of like... That's, I'm the, going that's to the, the real game. I'm going to the shop and buying shoes kind yeah. of thing. But I've tried to stop myself from doing that and focus more on like, you have games, finish the games you have kind of thing. Yeah. But I mean, like I like bear, like I said, Bear and Breakfast is something that I'm, I'm looking forward to and really want to play on Switch so I can, I can really dive into it. Mm. But it's not out yet, and I don't just want to be like I'm just going to buy whatever to fill the void. Because you won't like it if it's on Steam. Like you, you... it's I'll play it for two hours, and then like the the beauty of Switch, and it always has been that, is that I can bring my Switch to work. Yeah, and work is weirdly where I get the most time to play video games because <laughs> of lunch breaks and whatnot. We worked out today that uh, John works in an old uh, warehouse space that well, it's like refurbed now, but it used to be like. When we first met each other, we would go to these hideous art parties in this, in this warehouse. Yeah, and there was this guy who uh, his his full performance name was Justice Yeldum and the Dynamic Ruben Device. Really, and he would <laughs> he would basically attach a bunch of contact mics to a pane of glass and then like yell into the glass, and the vibrations from that would come through the the contact mics and like then he would like it w- that would be connected to a bunch of pedals and yeah. reverb and blah 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 so it was a hideous amount of noise and it would get louder and louder and then he would end up smashing the glass over his face and like it would be covered in blood and I, I, I saw that in your current workspace at least twice yeah I don't I didn't enjoy either experience <laughs> it's very it was very weird when we moved offices here and I was like huh hey oh <laughs> that's weird um 
It has been very refurbed, but as Levin's pointed out, coming in today, there is it, it is Justice Yeldon's dream because there is, is glass everywhere. Every every the glass, glass there's there's no walls, just glass. He could put on a hell of a a hell of a performance. Just, just you you suddenly like open up a parcel and there's four thousand contact mics. And you're like, <laughs> Whoa, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I've been I've been doing that. Um, and that's just it's it's time burning essentially while waiting for other stuff to come out or like waiting for a payday when I can go hey I'll buy this yeah but I mean my most recent purchases on like there are a couple that came out over the last couple of months that I was like day one ish kind of thing yeah yeah um I I reckon first uh, the biggest of which I reckon which we can both talk about is Portal the Portal collection. Yeah, basically shadow dropped onto onto Switch after a direct. Well, I mean, a true shadow drop is, is when during, is though. when it, when it no when yeah. it, you, it's just like announced and here it is. Ah, uh, yes, of course. But this was like yeah, like I give it for on a shadow drop level, I will give it a six point five out of ten. Yeah, that's um, fair enough. But yeah, it was good to, to finally get this collection of uh, of Portal One and Portal Two. I know a lot of people laughed that like you know these very readily available games were finally coming to Switch, but truth be told, they'd never actually been available to play. Um, Port like on a on a console since the Xbox 360, like the, the yeah, orange, orange box. box, and apparently those portal ports were awful. Yeah, they weren't. Um, I I only ever played on PC, but um, it's yeah, it's wild that like because Portal is a hugely important game in the yep. con- in the continuity of gaming, and it had been on the cards I think for ages that Portal was coming to Switch, which is why it was. Yeah, like, was it announced like at the very start of the year? I think. Um, was oh, but year? it was I, more a case of like it's something that people have been like bring portals to oh, Switch okay, yeah, sure. for ages because it's one of those like fill out fill out the Switch's game library with these classics from other consoles. I played Portal on PS4 specifically the Portal level of Lego Dimensions, <laughs> and how was that? Actually, pretty fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a the, 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 I have a like a Portal minifig. Oh, cool! The chick with a, with, a, with, a, with a gun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Her name is Chick with the gun. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but I'd, I'd never played uh, uh, Portal through in its entirety. I think I, I, bo- I bought it on my Mac and right. years ago and played like a couple of. I, I didn't even get the second Portal gun. Sure. <clears throat> so you know, I, I was just able to complete the Portal, like you know, as in like the, the orange one already exists. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. can shoot a blue yeah. one. Um, I loved that you actually like. There's a level where you get the second one. Yeah. I love I love how well structured it is. Um, we we fired it up me and and both the kids to play. And the kids were loving it so much uh, until a robot had a gun, and yes. that just like the the stress of that was just too much for both kids. So uh, I, I finished it the other by myself. Okay, um, uh, I, I had a really good time. I think the the later levels are more annoying than they are clever. It's a lot of like going back and forth, and it's less. I feel like you with the threat of like dying in Portal, it's less fun to like um, experiment. By later levels, do you mean post-testing or still during the testing? There's post-testing levels? So with, with Portal, you run up to a certain point where GLaDOS, like, she's like, here's, here's another test. Oh, no, you finished testing, here's your cake, and she tries to kill you. Of course, yeah, yeah. And you can then jump out of the testing protocol. Oh, I have not done that. Oh, really? I just thought, I was like, oh, cool, I got to the cake level at the end. Okay, right, shit. No, there's, okay, I need there's to keep more. Going. There's okay. a lot more. Okay, right. Including a voice uh, a voice role from, um, who was who the lead guy of Faith No More? 
The, Mike Patton. Mike Patton. Who we're going to talk about again in another game. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. He has he has an unexpected voice cameo in that game. Interesting. Okay, I need to, I need to actually properly finish Portal then. Yeah. And if like once you do that, please, God, play Portal 2. It's a million times better, right? Portal, Port, I've always seen it like, <coughs> like, for me, this was going back to super familiar territory because I've finished both of these games before and it was just awesome to experience them again on this console that i love and it, they're great ports they look fantastic they are except for one bit the loading in your in the in the elevator when it like just straight up just like turns off for a bit and then comes back yeah. on. yeah i mean with with any like i've i've almost started to defeatedly accept that loading on the switch is always going to be a, a bugbear essentially yeah like there are some games that are like nintendo games tend to be super optimized for it yes and then games designed games developed for other consoles there's always going to be that like Okay, I'm going to pull my phone out and just quickly check Instagram or Twitter. Oh, okay, I'm back in the game. Now. But the loading doesn't take very long. It just like the game just stops for a moment. Yeah, yeah, it's odd. Um, I've always seen it as Portal One was sort of a proof of concept of that type of game. Sure. Port- the, like the original game was based on a 2D version, which I think was like a student project called Nabacula Drop. And so Valve kind of went like, "Hey, you guys come and work for us. Bring this game. Let's let's build it up to something a lot bigger." So. It lays the groundwork for all the kind of, you know, for using portals as a kind of puzzle thing and introducing the character of GLaDOS and her, you know, devotion to testing and all that kind of stuff. It's a great proof that that kind of game can work. Portal 2 takes all of that and just goes, great, let's crank this shit up to 11. (laughs) Um, Just your introduction to wait, like the, the whole intro section of Portal 2 is incredible. Great. Uh, like so fantastic particularly with Stephen Marchant doing the like Stephen Marchant is the main merchant. voice merchant yeah yeah Stephen Merchant is the main voice um JK J- Simmons JK Simmons has his his role is one of I think like some of the best dialogue written in video games cuz he does like the most insane character um they introduce all these new mechanics to the puzzles that make it so much more satisfying uh, the environment you're in and the way it evolves over the time during the game is so compelling. Yeah, like obviously avoid the cake and finish the first day game. Yep. And then go into the second while you're fresh and just you'll love it. Okay. It's, it's so good. Uh, but I get where. Um, I, I was get- like, um, finally, I can understand the uh, the controlled alt delete. Uh, web comic, right? Yeah, is that the one? Is that the one? With I think the, so. Yeah, yeah with the, the one that. How do we know if the gamers are at the party? And then someone says, <laughs> "Oh, the, is, the... where's the cake or whatever?" And are, the cake is the board. Yeah, yeah, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. Um. Look, I, I maybe won't... maybe control or delete is loss. I can't remember. I won't deny that. Um. Yeah, control like that or penny arcade. Either one of the them. two. You've you've now you've multi multi classed to two new web comics. Um. But yeah, look if you've if you've never played Portal before, either but either of the portals, one hundred percent grab them on Switch. If you have played them before, one hundred percent grab them on Switch because it's just great to revisit. And of course, because of the nature of Switch, for Portal Two, you could then play the the multiplayer levels together. Yep. Uh, which which I've never done, but I hear they're pretty great. Trying to find this shitty webcomic. <laughs> oh, all the things to be searching for, Levens. <laughs> uh, what other uh, indie games have we both played? Um, Stray? Stray, yes. 
thought this was a PlayStation exclusive, so I was very surprised to learn well, that you were playing it. PlayStation are now rolling more of their games out to PC. Like there you go. All of the Normally kind they of, make you wait a couple of years. Like Spider-Man just came to, PS, to PC. I think, I think they're speeding up a bit. Like, well, clearly. This is day, day and date, I think. They're catching up... Um, they're catching up a lot of their AAA titles are now coming to Steam and whatnot. Mm. And it may, I, mean, I almost feel like the straight guys would have been like, look, console exclusive, but release on PC at the same time. Because generally, I mean, Stray's done fairly well, but I think we've discussed before that PlayStation are generally pretty shit at marketing indies. Yeah, I mean, this is Annapurna, right? This is Annapurna. Is it, was it a PlayStation? It's Annapurna, yeah. So it's it's play, PlayStation, PlayStation exclusive, exclusive with PC with for PC. Annapurna. So you're right, it's yeah. not actually a PlayStation game. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Still, PlayStation still would have negotiated console exclusivity. And I'm very curious if it will ever make its way to Xbox. And then like Shuhei Yoshida, um, he's now, like he was a bit head up at, like, and he was the, the main dude for PlayStation for a while, but now he's the main dude for PlayStation Indies. Ah, cool. So I think he is putting a lot more resources okay. into I know he's been pushing Cult of the Lamb very heavily as a PlayStation game. Sweet. Good luck, buddy. I'm playing that on my Switch. Yeah, same. Um, yeah, what do you think of Stray? Um, I've not finished it yet. Again, another game that uh, I, I was so excited to play with the kids and then the cat falls down the fucking hole. And uh, <laughs> my Tilly was like, the cat fell down the hole. I'm like, yeah, I saw it too. I, 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 I'm fairly sure she's going to climb out of the hole at some point to yeah. relax. But uh, again, I yeah, thought I'd be able to play the entire way through with my kids, but one of them is terrified of it. Um, oh, there are, there are some sections like the... The bits where you're getting chased by the Zerks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tilly would, Tilly would need therapy the Zerks after that. They're just like dumb blobs, though. I don't know. Like, I don't think that, that was, that's the scary part. It was, yeah. The oh, how far did you make it in? Yeah, look, I, I, maybe not far enough. There's, I'm, I'm thinking. I ate pe- the cake and the robot killed me. <laughs> Should I have done something different? People have, people in our Discord have definitely given me shit for spoiling stuff. Okay, don't worry about it. Just leave it. Leave I'll, it. Leave I'll it. leave yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But there is, uh, yeah, it, there's really creepy bits okay. towards the middle of the game. Well, because I, I mean, I I was kind of like, oh, this is pretty much just every PlayStation um, third-person adventure game except you're a cat. Sure. Like it doesn't, all the mechanics in it, the puzzle solving, the like semi-parkour-esque kind of way you move around jumping from, you know, line to line, from broken pipe to, to corrugated iron roof. Yeah. That's just like, it just feels like the extension of like, your Uncharted's, your um, concrete genies. I think it, like, it definitely like the 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 way you traverse, where it's very like you can't. It's semi free run in that you are you are limited to what you can jump yeah. to. But if you like, if you hold down the A button and just run in the direction, the cat figures it out itself. Yeah, which is great. But there are moments definitely where like, and you get this with any three D game where just camera positioning screws you over essentially like a lot of like going up the side of a building trying to jump from like air conditioner unit to awning it can take a while to position the camera in a way that it then goes like yes this ledge is an option and that and you know in the meantime you get a lot of judder and stuff like that but yeah look i I like it i I thought i was gonna love it but i don't love it i think it's i think it's fine i I definitely enjoy the world it's set in. Like I spent that first area in the village, like I spent ages just wandering around kind of being like, well, this is a cool kind of But are there things to get like by by exploring? That was like the big thing for me. It just felt like this empty space that you can explore but you there, don't really need to. There are there, there's they're few and far between. Like there's um there's a, a busker in that first yeah, village yeah. you can go and collect songs from him. 
Uh, but it was one of those things where it's like it unlocked all these like you you hand him the song, he plays the song for you. But then there's no way to go back. Like I was hoping it would be like, hey, do you want to hear one of the songs? And you can select like play this one again kind of thing. Ah. Um, I, I never found a way to do that. So it's just like and some of the songs I was like, this is a good song. I really like this. Oh, I can never hear it again, apparently, until yeah. I restart the game. So that was odd. Um, I'm I'm in the same position. I maybe I just love exploring the world and getting getting the feel for like this civilization that has been created out of these robots. Um, <clears throat> I do like the the parkour element to it, but I think I go through. I'll do like five minutes of like wow exploring and then i'm like let's just get on with this let's let's carve through it there is one thing that i really love and it's did you ever what is it amory did did you <laughs> did you ever you probably would have you you settle like you find a place where the cat can nap yes yeah, yeah. i just loved that you do that and the camera pulls slowly 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 back from the cat showing more and more of like it was just i've seen so many there are so many games where you can sit but it doesn't necessarily do anything with sure, that sitting yeah, yeah. you're just like hey your character model's plonked down yeah i feel like we haven't really gone into detail about how good the cat animations are yeah. the, the, what, the way the cat interacts with different things it's really cute i feel like it it almost goes against how faithful they've done the cat's movement that the cat is solving like you know standard playstation action puzzles by like you know holding like i kind of wish it was a little more goose game yeah definitely i i agree i i watched the donkey review of this and he was pointing out like it's weird that you as a cat would be called upon to solve <laughs> the problems being experienced yeah that's a great point yeah exactly by this yeah. robot thing and i feel like it would have It'd be more satisfying if you inadvertently did it. Yep. Like, you're a cat. You're just like, I'm going to go up here and knock this paint can off this ledge. But in doing that, you'd like Rube Goldberg a solution yeah, or something. Yeah. I and think I, it would feel a bit more Which would be way trickier to do and maybe not the tone of the, for the yeah. going for for this. But also, like, I'm like, why does my cat want to be a hero? I don't, like, but it's, it's also weird that, like, your robot... You're a robot, like the companion you have in your backpack is this robot that talks to you. But what the fuck does a cat understand? It just there's, it feels slightly fourth wall breaking, and that it's like I know this robot's talking to me. Yeah, and I'm controlling this cat. It like there's there's a bit too much understanding of that's the way it is. Whereas that makes it hard to lose yourself and just be like I'm a freaking cat. Yeah. That's why I loved the opening bit. Me too. Before it fell down the hole, I thought that. I thought like, we, that would. That's why I thought it would last for much longer. But uh, yeah, well, you're just like I'm just roaming around and meowing a bunch and hanging out with other cats. Yeah, I, and I thought we were going to like get up to some mischief as a cat gang. Yeah, that would have been that would have been cool. I did also like when you f- when you fell down the hole and you're first making your way through the city. That when you meow, it's before you before you meet up with your robot pal. When you meow, the um, security cameras nod. Yeah, and they also, like, if you meow, it kind of points you in the direction yeah, of where you should lights, be heading. Yeah, the lights indicate. And, mm. like, if you're near TVs, the TVs will, like, flash arrows and a picture of a cat and stuff like that. I liked yeah. everything up until you met the robot. I was like, this is sick. And then when it really started to get into, like, go fetch this key. Yes, exactly. Do this, do that. I'm like, oh, <laughs> all right, fine. This is this now feels very standard. All right, the next uh, indie... I feel like we're not really talking about, like, particular indie games. Like, we've, we've talked about... 
two like beloved games published by one of the richest uh, companies in video yeah, games at the moment. Uh, we had talked about, uh, you know, Annapurna. I feel like we, we're only going to be allowed to call them an indie for a little bit longer. Like they're a pretty wealthy publisher. I mean, unfortunately, we're going to have to throw Devolver on no, that category to. as well. They have indie Dude, they aesthetics. Had a, they had a massive IPO. They are super successful. Yes, that's very true. <laughs> um, but um, nonetheless. Um, and then uh, this next game is uh, is... I guess indie, but it's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Shredder's Revenge. Shredder's Revenge, yeah. <clears throat> um, I played this. This one I did play the entirety of with my kids. Oh, wow. Um, and uh, we played it on the easiest mode, but it was just a great game for them all to to play. And like Archie was just really good at just being the like guy you send in first. He takes all the hits and then I come in and like, you know, clean him up for him. Right. Uh, he was our tank until he's just circling in the background. You know what, dude? Archie, like we we got we got all the way to the to the end. Um, we beat the the first boss and then like all um, beat 'em up games. This is a brawler game if you weren't aware of it. It's by the same guys who did the Streets of Rage game and and Pil- Pilgrims. Um, people who worked on Pilgrim game now work at okay. Dotemu. Okay. It's published by Dotemu, who did who published the Streets of Rage game, but this was developed by uh, the same guys that did um, one of our fucking favorite games. Uh, my favorite game, uh, Flint Hook. Right. Okay. Same visuals as those guys. Cool. Um, but yeah, I uh, was it tribute games maybe could be. could be wrong. Could be wrong with that one. Um, that, that might be a name of a massive Japanese arcade company. Oh well. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, we, we we you get to the the final boss and uh, you beat the final boss, but then ah, uh, uh, second final boss. Oh, yeah. And uh, Archie died. And so it was just Tilly and I, and the final boss. You have to like disable things on the screen so yeah. you can wail on the, on the on the main boss. And Tilly and I did it together. Oh wow! And like, yeah, it was like a really sick moment. And like Archie, Archie's like Tilly, you're not being fast enough. <laughs> then Tilly goes, "At least I'm not dead." <laughs> just getting owned by a five year old. That fucking rules. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that was like that. That's one of my favorite gaming moments of the year. Oh, understandable. That. It was like get up, get up early before school today, kids. Come on, get ready. Fucking hurry up. We want to play Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> I want to get three levels in before school. You don't today. need to brush your teeth. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, a exactly. lie. Um, but yeah, did you have a good time playing it? I did. It was um, any any level that wasn't a goddamn flying level. Oh, they sucked. Yeah, the yeah. flying level and the level where you're like on any level on a hoverboard. Yeah, yeah. I was like, this, this is horrible to because play. Because it was really hard to figure out where the positioning of enemies were, yeah. like above you, around you. Yeah, especially the the, the enemies that were flying above you. Yeah, it was just like I I lost so much health to them yeah, trying to work out. Like, am I kicking them? Am I kicking them? They're kicking me. Yeah. yeah. Um. Whereas all the kind of ground-based levels were... Yeah, look, I, I, I had fun. It's a very well-made brawler. I played through... I was just Leonardo for my first playthrough. Like the I, was first, Don. The I was Donatello. Archie was Michelangelo until he was April. Interesting. Okay. Um, the supers and stuff are so much fun. Yeah. it's But here herein lies the rub. I think it's a game that's very built around multiplayer. Yes. Because you can do like I was looking through the kind of like in-game achievements that you can un- you can unlock, and so many of them are like heal a teammate, of course, like, yeah, sure. emote with a teammate, pair up with a teammate, and do a power move, etc. I'm just like I'm I'm not going to be able to I like I have no plans to sit down and play this game with somebody, uh, so I'm not going to be able to tick any of those off. I'm I'm never going to play this as a as a multiplayer, and so I finished with Leonardo. 
and you know obviously leveled Leonardo all the way up to the top. And then it's like, cool, there are like six other endings you can discover as you play through with the different and, characters. I mean, by ending, it's just a, an, an image. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. But I was just like, I, I was like, okay, well, okay, here we go, Michelangelo. And I think I got up to the third level and I was just like, this is all the same. I'm, yeah, well, absolutely I'm, it is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But like, yeah, if, you, if, if you're playing through that with, with some friends, it's like a two, three hour campaign. Yeah. That's a fun afternoon. Um, um, yeah, I will, I will admit that the, like, there's about, what, 14 levels and they're all like... You can finish them between seven to ten minutes. Yeah, yeah. So it's and not it's not super lengthy. But I love the overall. Like it looks great. The oh, pixel art is wonderful, and uh, um, all the Easter eggs. It's crazy. Like, yeah, all fun. the I finished all the like finding all the little yeah, things yeah. you have to find throughout the levels, and I was I was half heartedly working on the the challenges. Because each level has like... Well, you know, one of them is like, don't take any damage. Like, the th- first, that shit is never going to happen. The first level is take no damage. And I was like, no. But I will I will say it was one of those games where there was one... There's one level towards the end, like in the latter half of the game, where there's like a mid-level boss and then a final level boss. Yeah. And I would lose so many lives on the mid-level boss that the, the final level boss was just... I couldn't couldn't get through oh, it. damn yeah and it was one of those like okay get good like work out how to get good and so i like honed my dodging and like instead of just spamming attacks i'd be like attack attack dodge away move yeah. up here da, da, da. and finally made it through that one and there are some like there are some interesting um i mean there's one boss in particular that has a really interesting um mechanic to it the one where it's like it's like a robot shredder and then yeah, it would yeah. go to like that First person view of him. Yes, yeah, yeah. And I, I like lost so many times to that until I realized there's a move you can do where you throw an enemy at the screen. Oh, and you could throw it at Shredder. Th- oh, that's awesome. Throw it at him, and it would he he click back to normal on screen again. And I was like, all right, look, that's that is cool. I didn't, I never realized that. But it was one of those like I, I kind of wish they spread a bit more of that that inventiveness throughout some of the other ones. Yeah, I feel like with Brawlers, you know, you just kind of know what you're signing up for. Like, I yeah. mean, I was excited for that Scott Pilgrim game to come back to Switch and I started playing and I was like, oh, this game's actually like, you got to be in the mood for it. It is what it is. Well, I think Ninja Turtles is definitely better than Scott Pilgrim Brawler. Interesting. For me. Okay. Yeah, Yeah. actually, there's there's more complexity of, to your moveset. It just is it's prettier as well. There's yeah. more, more enemy variation, more background gags, that kind yeah. of stuff. Kind, that's what makes Brawlers fun. It's not just fat scar dudes. Yeah, exactly, with baseball bats. Yeah. Um, is that it for games that we've both played? I think I think we've 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 wrapped up our crossover now. Well, what about a game that I've I played that you've already played, and that is Elec Head, which finally came to Switch. Yes, this of is course. one of your favorite games of last year that you played on PC. It developed by one Japanese dude. Um, it's a game where you play as a little robot who can throw his head. The electricity is in his head. Um, so you have to basically solve a bunch of electricity based puzzles using the move of throwing your head. Yes. Um, and it is, there's some real, real head scratches in the, in the mix to the point where neither John and I have actually finished the game. Yeah. We've got to the end of it, but not the true end. And I cannot for the life of me work out what I've gotten close to. I found like a new path that, that opened up and they end up, you, your head flips around. So it's upside down. Whoa. Okay. But then as soon as you die, it goes back to normal. So I don't know if you need to hold, it's, it's, it's a whole thing. Interesting. <laughs> uh, I, I feel like maybe if I just tried to find a few um, let's plays or something like that, I'd be able to work it out. But it, I played that with Archie, like he and I like kind of taking turns after the other one died. Um, and uh his patience for it was pretty good. Like usually where it's games where you die and die repeatedly, he's like, Oh, play something else. 
Um, but it wasn't until like the end where I was like, hold on, let me try and figure this out. And he was just like, you know, losing his patience almost sure. immediately when I'm just, you know, doing the same fucking death over and over again. But very cool game. Some amazing puzzles. I Incredible love all the different puzzles. environments. Um, great sound. Great, great pixel art. Great, great curve as well in terms of difficulty. Like it gets tricky as shit. Ooh, like, super yeah. tricky. But it's not like it doesn't feel like it ramps up quickly. It feels yeah. like it, it's <clears throat> a it's a gentle enough curve that you're like, well, I solved the last one. I can solve this one. Yeah, there is actually um, <clears throat> like a lot of a lot of things you miss in your first playthrough because you learn you can do moves later in the game well there's a, there's a ton of pickups you pick up all the chips i think yeah yeah various levels. so i do yeah it is a game that i probably will just go back and just start fresh on and see if i can do a 100 percent completion run or something yeah that's fair it's a good game yeah and Super. no one can take that away from it not even <laughs> not even us um glad i played it everyone should get it It was pretty cheap too i like head yeah um, i think so like yeah between 15 and 20 maybe something like that it was, it was a good good platformer puzzler yeah um i, I feel like uh, that's gonna be like a, a game that I recommend to anyone with a Switch, to be honest. Yeah, definitely. Very fucking cool. Uh, what have I got on my Let's list? Let's just like choose games that we can review quickly. All right. Um, <laughs> I got shitloads. Uh, hit us with another one then. Okay. Um, Point P. Right. The uh, Net- Netflix's big This Will Save the Company game. Yeah, okay. Well, Netflix have been going through some shit, all right? Yeah. But uh, they made... Uh, <laughs> they made... They decided it's a while ago... It's defensive. A, a while ago... Well, I like this game. I feel like sure. a lot of people are taking out their, their Netflix-based rage on a game that is good. Yeah. Um, uh, it's made by um, the same guy who made... Uh, Downwell? Downwell, yeah. but with music by the same guy who did the music for Piku Niku. Ooh. Which um, Archie and I played through all the two-player um, campaign. Oh, hell yeah. Recently. Very, very cool. And then Archie played all the single-player by himself too. Nice. In fact, finishing it, finished it with B, my wife, who, who seldom gets brought up as a video game player, but I'm here to tell the world she's a dork too. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, we... Um, uh, Point B is a is a game that you play on your phone, but you need a Netflix account, um, account to to be able to play it. I was under the impression that everyone just had one, and <laughs> until they get truly awful, they're just going to stick with that uh, for the rest of their lives. Do you still have your Netflix account? Yeah, you talking more shit on Netflix than anyone I know. And when have I talked shit on Netflix? Literally thirty seconds. Ago. Yeah, there was barely any shit. Like they've they've. I, I wasn't like Netflix is the worst thing I've ever watched. It has a bunch of shows that I like to watch. I have no beef. Yeah, it's and, just and, yeah. I don't, I don't know. They cancel all the good shit and like yeah. the, the especially you know John and I are big animation heads and lots of projects we were excited for got fucking shit canned, which is lame. Just like Tuka and Birdie getting cancelled after one season. Bone getting boned yet again. As as they announce like three more seasons of Big Mouth. Like, maybe take one of those and give it to Tuka and Birdie. But, I sure. mean, Tuka and Birdie got picked up by Adult Swim. Adult Swim. Yeah. Great show. Anyway. Uh, but yeah, Point B is a uh, really, really good addictive uh, phone game, just like Downwell was, where um, this one you are playing a little dude who has to collect fruit to... Um, basically, there's a monster chasing after you as you go up and up and up. Did you ever play that game, uh, Doodle Jump? I know of it. Uh, you, it's like you're kind of like in that. You're, it's just the ultimate. Like you're, you're moving your, your phone to left and right to make your character move from side to side as it jumps up on platforms. Yeah. One of the one of the like early 
super successful mobile yeah. games. So this one, you, it's similar. You're going, you're making your way up and up some trees. You're collecting fruit. You're aiming with your finger and releasing any jumps in the in the direction that you're holding. Um, there is a, a monster below you of constantly chasing up your ass, and you have to get the right combinations of fruit to make it a smoothie. Um, which then like calms him down because if he waits too long for a smoothie, he breathes fire and you get burned. You have like two or three hits that you can take. There's enemies, there's power-ups. Um, if you collect all these gems, you can actually like power your character up. Uh, it's a lot of fun. The music rules. It's by the same dude who did Pikachu. So what do you expect? Mm-hmm. That guy fucking rocks. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I already have a Netflix subscription. This was cool. I, I wish it was just on Apple Arcade, but sure. but like you know, I, it, it, I have Netflix logged into on my phone. It didn't need to like, I didn't need to enter any details, and it just automatically registered that I had Netflix on my phone and allowed me to play Point P. Yeah, it's cool. Cool. It's difficult. Right. Okay. My high score is shit house, but uh, is it just is it like level based or is it just continuous and the like levels go do how change? Far you can? I think there are like boss fights and stuff, Ooh, okay. but I'm not, I'm not good enough to get there yet. Right. Yeah. Sure. Cool. I don't pay for the Netflix premium, so they won't. Yeah. Be, but let me play for the, the boss fights. Um. What else have I played lately? So, in the vein of Portal, uh, there was a a. a, a there's a game or a trio of games coming to Switch that I was quite excited for called Shadowrun, Shadowrun Trilogy. Like mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of kind of classic CPRGs, so your fall, your original Fallout's and that kind of stuff. Oh uh, yeah, um, definitely brown, brown games. So yeah, exactly. So many of them are based. So many of them are fantasy based, and I don't really care about that. For anybody who's like, oh, what about like Baldur's Gate? This guy wants to fuck an elf. Yeah. Well, weirdly enough, with this, you can because Shadow, <laughs> like the whole thing of Shadowrun is like, it's some year in the future when magic has returned to Earth. So it's this weird blend of like magic and technology and you can like build your character up as like a hacker or someone that can control drones with their mind kind of thing. But you can also be a, a mage mm-hmm. or like that kind of thing. I, I was always just a straight samurai because that Mad. sounds fucking cool. Definitely. Um, anyway, so yeah, the, the, there's three games in the Shadowrun trilogy. There's original Shadowrun, uh, which has sort of been re- reworked a lot. There's Shadowrun Hong Kong and there's Shadowrun Dragonfall. Mm-hmm. So I bought the, the whole trilogy, just being like, hell yeah. And I'd like play, I played through the first one. Then I think I played Portal. Then I played through the second one. And then I played Portal 2. I was like, <laughs> I can't just go full yep. CPRG for, for a month on end. I need to bounce back and forth between the two. Um, look, it's it's cool. I love I love that there's this kind of game on on um, uh, on Switch. Uh, that reminds me. I think I should see if the Wasteland games are on Switch. I can play that again. But... Um, one thing, because these are kind of like these are classic games, classic PC games. One thing I found really interesting playing through was like how much they changed and improved the game from the first one to the second one. So you know, from the original Shadowfall, Shadowrun through to uh, Hong Kong, Shadowrun Hong Kong, because the first one is very linear. Like you, you kind of you know, it's like hey, you're this streetwise person that like runs crazy jobs and like you need to investigate your friend and why your friend died. But then it's like you 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 are sent to a location and you will have a conversation at that location, and then you are sent to another location and you will have a fight at that location, which you know then sends you to the next one. You have right? It. Yeah, sure. Over and over and over again, they didn't like apart from one or two instances where it's like, hey, do you want to earn some extra money? Go do this job for me. It's very kind of linearly done. 
and when you whenever you like do hacking stuff in cyberspace it's always turn-based and once you've kind of cleared out all the enemies and done what you need to do it's super annoying to um to have to get back to where you you like can log out in a turn-based fashion and so in the second game it it takes more like it starts with a linear thing of going like you and your partner have come to Hong Kong and now you like you're embroiled in this crazy thing that's going on. Once you get through those that first little hit of story, it's now like, cool, you're a shadow runner. There is a computer at your base. Go there and get missions. And so it gives you a lot more freedom of like, oh, I'll take that mission next or I'm going to go take this instead or I'm going to wander around the neighborhood and talk to people and, hey, well, I've picked up a crazy mission through like just finding it in the environment sort of thing. It felt a lot more satisfying and more in keeping with the sort of character that you are the, or the role you play in the game. Sure. Um, they also do... There's a, there's a cool thing where, like, in the first one, if you needed a team, you had to hire that team. Um, and I ran into a point where I'd, like, earned up a bunch of money and I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a little bit of a pamper and treat myself and buy, like, <laughs> electronic eyes and, a, and, like, a biomechanical Just like leg. real life. Yeah, exactly. And, like, cool new guns and outfits and stuff. And then I went to go on the next mission. And it's like, cool, hire a team. And I was like, I only have enough money for one person. And it's the worst person. <laughs> I'm going to hire a team of electric eyes. Yeah. So it was the cool thing in the second one is it's like you have a team already. And as you right. play through, you improve their skills. And Yeah, the- it's, it's funny when, like, yeah, I, I've, I've been buying a lot of collections of games. Mm-hmm. And it's like you you get like halfway through the one. I mean, Portal is a good example. And you're like, this thing annoys me. This thing annoys me. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, don't worry. Don't worry. The, the second one gets rid of all that. Like I've been playing Klonoa. Okay. Klonoa games, which are really fun platformers. But the, they, the first one feels very dated in a way that apparently the second one doesn't. Cool. I've been playing through Bayonetta 1 before Bayonetta 3 comes out. Um, everyone's like, just skip through to Bayonetta 2. And I'm like, no, I must play the <laughs> yeah. first one. But uh, yeah. Completionist. Um but yeah, I, I have yet to go in on Dragonfall and I'm interested to see how they've, again, like, have they evolved the game from Hong Kong and, and done other stuff that way? Or is it just they went like, we've perfected it with Hong Kong, Dragonfall's much the same? Is it true that in Dragonfall, after like the first, like, uh, like maybe 100, 200-ish chapters, um, it pivots from being like a more comedy-based uh, series to just like purely battle. What Dra- Dra- what Shonen Jump nonsense? Dragon are you Dragon Fall Z. It's a, it's a great right. joke. Gotcha. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Um, yeah, like I said, I've, I've still got to play the third one. Uh, I'm sure I'll get to it soon. But um, if you like, if you if you're a fan of those turn-based CPRGs. Uh, I know you are definitely. I mean, the, the beauty as well is they're standalone. There's no continuing story. So cop, cop, at least Hong Kong. You um, you will you. Nintendo never um like like do dis- significant discounts on their games, but you should watch listed game that that came out last month called Live Alive, which is a oh yeah, I know the one. A two D HD two D uh, remake of a of a game that was never never came from the SNES to it was only released in Japan, but. Sure. Uh, I think you would really like it. Okay. Is that the one where it's like you play through a bunch of different time frames? Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's like cavemen and... Yeah, and cool. ancient China and yeah. like, yeah, it's fucking very cool. Wild West cowboy shit. Hell yeah. Near future, far future. Whoa. Yeah, it's great. Um, okay, so is it my turn? Um, I've got Neon White. Great. Did you play any of that? I played the demo. Yeah. Um, I've yet to pick it up. Full version. Um, 
if I had to review it in two seconds, I'd say fantastic gameplay, terrible story. Could not agree more. Yeah, I I, I got I got like maybe two two and a half hours in. And uh, was trying my best to avoid all the shitty dialogue. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, there's matchmaking elements and you've got to do this thing for this person. And I just wish there was a way you could turn off having to interact with anything besides the gameplay. Like it should just be gameplay only. Yeah. I hate the, the, I hate the dialogue in this game so much. And it was written by a guy who does writing for OK Go, which is a Cartoon Network series that I quite like. So yeah. it, it annoys me that, that it's so shitty. And just... Yeah, I mean, the, the, obviously I only got a little hit of it through the demo, but I was like, I very quickly, it 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 became uncomfortable in that way that like very internet anime and, and manga kind of stuff where it's like, teehee, a handsome boy, all for me. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very yeah. uwu-ish and I'm yeah. just like, Ugh. And apparently it's tr- like people, in people's, people have been defending it saying, oh, it's, it's meant to be that on purpose. And I'm like, oh, I doubt it. It's still, <laughs> regardless of intent, it's still not something that I enjoy. Like, you're not going to be like, oh, no, it's on purpose. And I'm like, oh, great. Well, then it's fantastic. Like, yep. it's just something I'm not into. The gameplay itself is great. Like, having having speed running as a... Um, as a kind of central mechanic to it. It's really interesting. Yeah. The only issue I have with that is I am trash at really twitchy first person games. I, yeah. Cause I came straight from that off the back of Ghostwire Tokyo, which is another first person game. I actually was all right. At, like I always thought that I hated first person games and now I'm like, Oh, maybe I like these. Yeah. But for me, it was like, I didn't really like Boomerang X last year very much. Sure. I liked the idea of it, but I just, the like moving around wasn't very fun. The enemy variation was shit. This was, uh, a much better version of what Boomerang Max was trying to be in, in being like a really crazy platform action, like first person shooter slash platformer. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I, I just kept moving through the levels. I never really was like, okay, I'm going to circle back and, and, sh- and hone my run through this. And I think I'm probably not great at looking for those shortcuts. It, like it I, really pushes you to find them. You, you, the, the language of the game because it explicitly like tells you to go like you know it's like if you you may as well not be playing the game unless you're you know getting gold or platinum trophies for every level yeah um so you just kind of you get good Whoa. at reading where you think gatekeep neon white much well that's what it, yeah I mean I, no as in like the the game kind of is like it's, it's insinuating that you suck ass if you don't get the yeah the, the, and the it's trophies. I think I think progress is gated isn't it like some of the times yeah, yeah yeah and like yeah it's, it, like. Also progress for all the bullshit I don't want. Like, yeah, you, know, you, you get gifts. The final thing, once you perfect a level, is you get a gift. To give to, to give someone. to some horribly written shithead yeah. in the game. Yeah. The dream. Yeah. That's so, me like, on it's, it's It's fun, but have your phone out for all the all the dialogue. No, there is. You can just skip. skip, skip so I was skipping sure. it all, but then there is some stuff. Whatever. Fuck. Yeah. But exactly. yeah, the levels are so fun. And I do like that it really encourages you to be fucking very fast at the game. Cool aesthetic as well. Yeah. Like very sort of vapor wavy. And when you do, when you do like work your run out and pull it off, it's kind of like super hot in that way. Like yes. When you nail that run in super hot, you get that like, yes, kind of feeling. This is the same. It's like, cool. I've, Beat my previous time, did it in a fucking cool way. It's super hot with, but it's way faster, better music, way worse. Because, uh, I mean, super hot rules, there is no dialogue. Just yeah. that weird guy who talks to you on a computer yes. in between the levels. This is. And at no point is that guy like, ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> you taught your daughter to say ooh, ooh yet? <laughs> First word, man. What are you talking about? 
Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Um, I will add some uh, classic all the small games typing noises here to take a look at my... My list of stuff, um, this is a game that I think in the last episode I was talking, I really wanted to play, and I finally got around to it. It's Norco. So Norco is a oh, yeah. point-and-click game we, where... I, I talked about ice cream for a while, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> Great episode. Uh, it's a point-and-click game where basically you play as a, a, a young woman returning to her hometown, which is the eponymous Norco in New Orleans, mm-hmm. which is just... It's like a neighborhood that sits alongside an oil refinery, and it's a, like an ecological disaster, essentially. It's set in the future, um, but it's not It's not one of those games where it's like everything's super sci-fi. There's just sci-fi touches in it, like... A lot more robots around than you'd expect and that kind of thing, but it still feels very, like, human, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I I really enjoyed it. Um, I mean, I love these kind of games, obviously, but I think just the, the story it told and the way it told it was, was fascinating. Like, it, it kind of looks at, like, what does it mean to lose religion and find religion again? And, um, you know, what what does it mean for... Like what is home, right? And and you know, like, is is home an actual place or is it just a concept that you carry with you? And what can change that concept, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's got some super funny moments in it. Like, there's one point where you need to get information off a hot dog vendor, and all his <laughs> like all his stuff he hasn't he hasn't earned money off it, so it's all old food. And you convince someone to go and eat it. And then later on in the game, you run into that person again and you can force them to tell you what happened after they ate the hot dog. And it's just this horribly embarrassing, like getting diarrhea in a dumpster <laughs> kind of story. But you can you you can make this person tell it to you. It's like very entertaining. What have you been playing it on? Uh, I played it on PC. Okay. it's I think it's just on PC. Or maybe, maybe it's on console as well. I'm not sure. But... Um, Reminded me, uh, I mean, a lot of people drew comparisons to Kentucky Route Zero. I think it's just one of those things where it's like any point and click adventure that tackles serious topics is like Kentucky Route Zero. 
and I'm kind of like yes and no to a certain extent. Like one one Kentucky Route Zero element that uh that that really occurred for me is like as you guide dialogue, you only get one choice, and that can determine like how you view the game, which mm-hmm. which Kentucky Route Zero does very well. Um, yeah, I th- I think it's just it's a fascinating game to play through. Uh, and you know, if you, I, I get that point and click adventures are, uh, have now become a pretty divisive, um, genre. Uh, you either are like, you know, we literally have the two sides of the argument sitting in this room. There's like, they're great. <laughs> they tell a good narrative and you're like, they're garbage. They're no, slow. they can be great. That's yeah. my, I, I'm, 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 I'm different. I'm just built different. All right. Uh, yeah. Um, the, uh, there's a new point and click game coming to Apple Arcade this weekend. I think that looks really good. What's it called? Um, I'm going to fucking tell you, okay? <laughs> Goddamn. Uh, what the fuck is it called? It's called Norco, but it's a different Norco to the one you're talking about. No, it's called No Cunt. <laughs> <laughs> um, Love You to Bits. Okay. Comes on the 26th of August, sorry. Cool. Uh, it, looks, it looks really good. Interesting. Uh, it's charmingly cute, apparently. Purely visual, puzzle-filled, point-and-click, sci-fi adventure spanning all of the universe, John. Not just some shitty place in New Orleans. <laughs> Brutal. All um, right. But yeah, it looks really cute. Really, really cute. Cool. We'll have to check it out. But is, is if it, you... and also they're making Jetpack Joyride too. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. Nineteenth of August. That's been around forever. Interesting. I'd love to see what they're doing with the number two. Yeah. Two jetpacks. <laughs> one on the front, one on the back. Um, you just stay in place. Yeah. And both of them fire at the same time. Uh, anyway, look. If if you like. Um, Point and click adventures, or you like narratives that really kind of make you think, then uh, check out check out Norco. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. I reckon it's going to be somewhere on my GOTY list. Sick. Yeah. Good to hear. Uh, Trek to Yomi, uh, another Devolver Digital oh. past, pl- uh, published game uh, that was developed by Leonardo something who did um, The Eternal Castle, uh-huh. uh, and he made it with the Serious Sam guys, so it looks fucking incredible. Yeah. Um, it is a uh, Akira... I played the demo a while back. That's that's one of the games that I've got. Kurosawa. Kurosawa. Thank you. I was, um, was going to say Toriyama, but that's a Dragon Ball guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, I played the demo a while back. I've got the full game sitting on my laptop. I just oh, right. need to like find find time to play it. So it is like it's it's a lot, I think it's a much slower game than everyone was expecting it to be. There isn't yeah. that like sense of urgency that Eternal Castle had, where I like I hit smash that all out in one afternoon. Yeah. This is like. I finish a chapter and I'm like, cool, I'm going to put this down for a while. The combat is pretty easy to remember. It's a lot of like, you know, like, yeah, thrust forward, you know, or, or, or slash, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty simple. And it's a lot of like dodge. There's you, you get direct, into a rhythm directionality it. to it as well. Like block up. Block yes. Down. And combos and things like that. Oh, you can, of course you can block up. No wonder I'm fucking, that's the one thing I do forget. Because sometimes I just go there and I just eat shit for a while and yeah. then before I remember how to not eat shit. Um, but yeah, it's, it's basically like, you know, like a samurai revenge tale um, that, uh, you know, has a little bit of supernatural elements too. Uh, it's, it's, it's a beautiful game, which is the main reason I, yeah. I'm playing it. Super cinematic. Um, and the voice acting, which it's entirely in Japanese with dialogue that you can't skip at all, but the, the voice acting is really, really yeah. good. Uh, so the presentation-wise, this game has is, is is as good as it gets. Sure, gameplay is a lot simpler than I guess a lot of people were expecting. I would have loved for like you know it to feel less like I'm playing like a puppet show. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I think I think they tried to walk a very realistic line. I get of, why they've done it the aesthetically, combat. and it makes sense that he did this off off the back of Eternal Castle. It does feel like they've like 
done an incredible HD port of a one bit game. You know yeah. what I mean? Like a whatever the fuck Eternal Castle, what the, whatever the bits were. Yeah. But a very primitive, you know, PC adventure game. Um, but yeah, it, look, it is good. There's a lot more nuance that I'm giving it credit to, but uh, it's it, it's not, especially I think it was like, I played this after playing a bunch of Elden Ring and like sure. going from that combat to this combat, I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I I just, you know, I, I, I think that the demo covered like the first two or three chapters. I liked how... There are little nooks and crannies in the level that if you pay attention, you can like, it's like, oh, I can go in that door. Yeah, you go in that door and there might be an enemy in there or there might be a pickup or something along those lines. Um, but yeah, you're right. It's the presentation. It's 10 out of 10 for presentation and like 7.5 out of 10 for gameplay, essentially. Yeah, it's still really good. I, will, yeah. I, I definitely will finish it before the end of the year and I'm sure it will probably show up on my top 10 list too. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a game that I'm in no rush to finish, but I really enjoy it when I do play it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Chopped my phone on the floor Which means it's time for you John To take sure. it away um, Let's go with Citizen Sleeper So Citizen Sleeper was the new game From the guy that produced In Other Waters mm-hmm. I heard a lot of people love this game I I can see where they're coming from It's like The game itself is you are a It's, it's very like It dives into the philosophy of like Body versus technology from memory, I played this a while ago, but from memory, you are you are a, a consciousness uploaded into a robot body. You did this because you were in debt to a corporation, essentially, but then you escaped from the corporation and wound up on this, like, space station far from corporate space where it's a bunch of, like, misfits and stragglers just trying to kind of live. It's very story-based, so you kind of interact with characters and establish what they're, like, you know... Uh, what their goals are and how their goals can align or misalign with your goals. It has like a, a, a dice-based um, mechanic to it where each day each day when you're healthy, you get five die. And the die are pre-rolled for you. So you might get like a two, two fives, a three and a four. Right, yep. And you can then apply those die to the jobs or the tasks you need to do. And obviously the higher your die, the more successful you are success brings you know might bring a bonus to what you get from the task failure might hurt your stamina or your health in you know in various ways and it's sort of like a lot of the the characters you interact with and task and you know the the tasks that you're given kind of look at like okay what's this is like the situation is capitalism pushed to the nth degree essentially yeah like how do you as a non-human fit into this kind of thing I I definitely enjoyed the storytelling. There was there was even one like one story that really hit me, which was a, a guy who's desperately trying to work enough to earn passage off this space station for him and his daughter. And in order to work more, you in order for him to work more, you agree to take care of his kid while he's at work. Mm-hmm. And having just had a daughter myself, I was you know playing like. I immediately dropped doing all other tasks to like see. <laughs> I was say, I immediately dropped all raising my daughter responsibilities yeah, exactly. to focus in on citizen sleeper. <laughs> no, I, I immediately like, because you, you, you might have five, six, seven tasks stacked up at the same time that you decide what you want to play through first. And I immediately dropped all other tasks and focused entirely on like, I am taking care of this guy's daughter. Um, and. So that that was a very touching story. My my one beef with it was 
I never felt like I was close to failure. Like it never felt like that can, cause you know, there are bars that count down like how hungry you are. And like once you, once you drop to, once you, you drop to, or you, you, you lose all your kind of fullness and drop to full hunger, you start losing. No, it's once your body condition, which deteriorates every day, once it drops far enough, you start losing die. And so you can't do as many tasks during the day and it gets yep. a bit harder to kind of earn it up. But I always just found like I could like there's very rarely is there time pressure on tasks. So I could always like fix myself up and get back to doing stuff. And particularly like the more you play, the easier it becomes to take care of yourself, taking away any pressure you might have had before. And while there were some instances in the story where it's like I seem to come close to destruction, I'd always like safely veer away from that destruction at the last moment without necessarily much input from me. So I always kind of felt like I'm not trialing and erroring this game. I'm just playing through a very kind of like linear-ish um, uh, experience. There are obviously moments in the narrative where I can choose to like, I align myself with this, this person or this person. That'll affect how the story goes. But I never felt like, oh shit, I'm going to die. Now I'll have to go back to a checkpoint and restart and try things differently, etc., etc. Which kind of robbed a little bit of the, the like compelling Nate, like compellingness of the game for me. <laughs> yep. like I feel if there was a dash more, oh shit, I got to think my way through this properly or else I'm I'm fucked. Yes. As opposed to just like, I just got to choose one of these options and either way I'm going to turn out fine in the end. Yeah. Yeah. Well, are you, did you finish it? I reached a. I read like the credits rolled at you one ate point. The cake, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Um, the credits rolled at one point, um, but then I kind of like it wasn't necessarily on the end of my complete story. I still had a bunch of stuff I could do. So the the, the credits rolled, and then I went back into the game again at the point I was at, mm-hmm. and just kept playing. And I was kind of like, I, "Am am I finished? What? Why am I continuing? I saw the credits, like." Yeah, it was odd. I, I guess there's still more I could play, but once once that first set of credits roll, I was like, I'm going to move on to other stuff now. Very compelling game, very interesting. Um, but I, I went in with higher hopes than it kind of lived up to, essentially. Right, okay, sure. Uh, I want to talk about two puzzle games that I played on the Switch. One of them is old, one of them is new. They're both about food. Mm. Uh, one of them came out in 2019. It's called Invento. Um, And it is a game where you basically have to assemble someone's bento box. So there's basically rice down the bottom and then patterns of fish and, uh, and, you know, seaweed and and other toppings that you have to arrange all of the um, basically basically like almost like little tiles in different shapes with different toppings and and rice patterns on them. And you have to arrange it. So like the right things overlap the other ones. So you can create what the order is. Sure. Um, it's a lot simpler than a game like uh, what was the Oink Games game last week last year? Ta- Ta- tasty, Ta- tasty, tasty Tigers, Tasty Travels, Tiger Trios, Tiger Tasty, trios, tasty travels. travels. Yeah, we all know it. We say it every day. <laughs> uh, yeah, in Bento. So my during uh, the school holidays, I uh, I had a deal where if Archie unpacked the dishwasher, I give him fifty cents, and uh, he I I say gave him fifty cents for the eShop specifically. And then he would just go on at the end of each week, just go on the eShop, look at all the things that were on sale and, and find a $2.50 game. This was one of those $2.50 games. And it's really, really good, really okay. relaxing. But it's not as good or relaxing <gasps> as Freshly Frosted. Ooh. Do you know about this game? No, I don't. I think you would like it a lot. Uh, it is a beautiful pastel colored uh, 
a game basically where you are running a donut factory. Okay. Um, and uh, it was published by the Quantum Astrophysicists Guild. Um, and have you heard of them before? I've talked about some of their games in the past. I'm very intrigued. Um, they made Tumblestone, Round Guard, and The Bridge. Okay. Um, Round Guard is that awesome one that's kind of like um, Peggle. But you're, right, 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 right. Yeah, 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 gotcha. Yeah, um, they're they're a good publisher, but um, yeah, Freshly Frosted. Oh, they made Cozy Grove. Oh shit, they did that. Yeah, right, cool. Yeah. Hmm. Um, did you play that one? I can't remember. I played a little bit on phone, and then I was like, oh shit, this is like um, Animal Crossing, where its progress is gated to real time. Oh, okay, right. And I yeah, was sure. like, <laughs> bounced out of that one real quick. Um, but yeah, Freshly Frosted is basically you just have to like you, you, it's a conveyor belt puzzle game, okay? Where you have uh, one one machine that pumps out donuts, one that ices the donuts, one that sprinkles the donuts, one that creams the donuts, <laughs> and one that puts a cherry on top of the donut. And you basically have to position the conveyor belts so that they hit the right donut machine at the right time, and then eventually go into the right boxes because okay. you'll have different, different orders that go in different boxes. Sure. Uh, it is, has this great peaceful narration that kind of like, I don't know, it's very zen sure. kind of game. And uh, yeah, it can be a little bit tricky to position um, all the conveyor belts. Uh, but when you do it, the satisfaction of watching all the donuts go and like you can speed it up, but I never want to. You want the satisfaction of watching everything going the way you want it to in your head. And then you can just watch the loop of the donuts getting made and being put in the box. It's really, really peaceful and relaxing. Nice. I think it's pretty cheap. Um, it's, it's a, and there's shitloads of levels as well. Yeah. Um, like, like, like 200 and something like this donut conveyor belt levels. Reminds me a little bit of, um, Oh, what was that game that I was playing? I remember at the time I was, when I was playing it, I was like, Archie will really love this game one day. It's like an auto- automated restaurant game. Uh, that you talked about on the show before, right? I have, yeah. 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 I uh, have... Automaton, Automa Kitchen. Or, autom- Automa Chef. Automa Chef, that's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah, we got there. A little bit, little bit more complexity to Automa Chef, but same kind of deal of like you need to work out logistic process to achieve Yeah, this is pure like visual puzzle game. Yeah. Um, it's it's cool. Uh, yeah. I, I'd recommend this one. Sounds good. Um. I'm, I'm going to pay it without the kids just so I can rock it through some levels. But uh, it, it's great just to play like, you know, five to ten levels in, in ten minutes and then fuck it on off to yeah. the sun. Yeah, of course. Pick, um, up, pick up and play. Drop easy. What, uh, what else have you been playing? Uh, Stanley Parable Deluxe. Oh, shit, you got it. Yeah. Previously featured on our uh, Patreon-only Game of the Month tier yeah. episodes last year. Yeah. The original we, we had a good chat about. Uh, super quick. It's cool. The mm-hmm. like you can obviously play through. I think you kind of play through the standard game. You do a couple of of rounds, and then as you're making your way through the office, there's like a big neon sign that's like Stanley Parable bonus content this way, <laughs> and you kind of go off, and then that starts feeding into the loop of like you play through the first round of bonus content, and then when you go back in again, there's a voice like, "Come here to this vent," and you go in the vent, and the narrator's like, "I don't think that." bonus content was very good previously so let's try find something different like <laughs> it definitely feeds into its own kind of mechanic in, in interesting ways i i kind of just had a quick look at it when it came out i bought it on switch um i think if you're a fan of the original game which you are you'll yeah you know um definitely it's it's something you'll enjoy kind of checking out 
Um, and, you know, some of the endings I've played through, some of them go on the, like, really philosophical flights of fancy that the original game did. Some of them are just silly. Great. And, and fun. Like, I think there's, there's one where it's like, you enter a room and it's like, stand here and jump. It's like, oh, shit, you can jump now. Jump. And it's like, do it five more times. Jump, 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 jump. Cool, you've run out of jumps. And then you just kind of like go off in the, the end. The narrator's like, what? <laughs> That's terrible. And like restarts the game. So there's definitely some funny stuff like that in it as well. Um, but yeah, if you, it's, it's the case of if you enjoyed the first, grab this. If, if you've got friends that won't shut the fuck up about the Stanley Parable, play the deluxe version. Boy, do I what? What? Have friends that don't shut the fuck up about Stanley Parable. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, you got anything else? Uh, another game that uh, the kids picked up with their dishwasher money. Oh wow! Um, was Daddish, um, okay. where you play oh. a, 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 a radish who is a dad, sure. and all your kids go missing, and so you have to rescue all your little kid radishes. Ooh. They saw it. They were like, "Oh, Daddish, let's get Daddish!" So they bought it. It was like a dollar forty nine or something, and it is a like pixel perfect platformer. Oh no! Um, so like Meat Boy, Celeste, sure, sure, um, kind of stuff. Um, and so they're like, "Dad, can you come play Daddish for us?" And so I, you know, spent an hour playing the first few levels of Daddish and rescued a bunch of the kids, and they get fucking lost again. Um, and I, they're like, oh, "I was like, do, do you want me to keep playing?" They're like, "No, no, we will play something else." Um, but uh, I had a good time doing it. It's made by Cup, Cat Cup Games. Okay. Um, would I go back? I don't know. But the next day, they're on the eShop, and Archie goes, oh, "Dad, Daddish threes out." <gasps> They made a daddish too. I'm like, we're not getting either of them. You can't even finish the first one. Amazing. Um, unpack the motherfucking dishwasher yeah, 300 come. times and yeah. I'll think about it. But yeah, uh, yeah, daddish was a, a, a great game, but maybe not for a five and eight year old. Of course. Um, last game I got, oh, this is not like, this is just less of a game and just more great Archie anecdotes. Sure. Um, uh, for those who aren't familiar, um, Archie is my eight year old son. Um, who loves video games despite being fucking awful at most of them. <laughs> um, but he, uh, I got I, to get stray. Um, you could either pay. 40, he had to wash the dishes. Forty, fifty bucks, or however much it was, to buy it, or I could have just like spent thirty dollars upgrading my PlayStation Plus membership. Okay. To the next tier, and I that that made me get. Um, stray, you know, for quote unquote free. Sure. Not really for thirty bucks. I guess sure. I look at it that way. But for the next year, I've got this service. Um, is it the one, one that's similar to Game Pass? Yeah. Okay. It's their, their their big kind of answer to Game Pass. It's pretty good, but I've played most of their big big games already, mm. um, which is, you know, more a me thing than a them thing. But uh, I was very excited when I saw the game library because there's a ton of weird indies in their library uh, from the last decade. And I was like, I just want to let the kids loose because Game Pass is like a little bit limited in like their games for, that, that are kid friendly, uh-huh. um, whereas this had shitloads of them. Cool. Um, so uh, I was like, oh, I wonder what which games Archie will gravitate to. And I was just scrolling through them and I was like, I bet you he gravitates to this game called I Am Bread. Oh, yeah, I know that one. And sure enough, I like was like, hey, kids, I got this new thing. You should have a scroll through the game, see if you like any of them. And, and 10 seconds later, Dad, I am bread. <laughs> What's I am bread? Hey, should we play I am bread? And so um, I was getting ready for work one morning and he, he got ready for school early. B was there too. And um, he, uh, I was having a shower and he's like, Dad, can I, can I go use the PlayStation? And I was like, yeah, of course. And then, like five minutes later, I just hear this ah! screaming at the screen, and I'm like, "What is going on out there?" And B goes, "Don't worry, I'll handle it." <laughs> and I came back, and I just hear 
It's so stupid. Why would they make a game where you just are a piece of bread? <laughs> and so Iron Bread is you have to, it's a physics based game where you control each corner of a piece of bread. So yeah. you have to like, you know, it's it's more more less of a like, you know, untitled bread game and more of a What's the it's, Bennett Foddy's Fod? Oh, uh, getting over it with Bennett Before Foddy. that, though, he made like one where you ha- where it's like Q U B. Oh, Quop. Quop, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you have to basically like run by pushing the letter keys. It's more that kind of shit. It kind of reminded me a little of Octodad. Octodad, yeah, yeah. sure. Um, but yeah, he he was furious at the, <laughs> the existence of Iron Bread. Uh, games that we are enjoying from uh, PlayStation Plus, though, um, Patapon. Okay. And Loco Roco, which were two um, PSP games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That are, Patapon's like a really, really fun, like, uh, rhythm kind of battler. It's fucking cool. Very unique. What's the... There's one coming to PC soon that is... I am bred too. Yeah. <laughs> we need it. I am, I am toast. I am bred sooner. No, it's like... Um, I think it's by the guy that made... Um, what's his name? Takahashi or something. Oh, K- Kato Takahashi, the guy who'd made... Um, uh, made Katamari. Yes. Yes, his One, new game. No, no, no. It, it's an older game. It's oh the um, Nobby Nobby Boy. No, let me hold on. Oh, oh, it's the game. It's it's on Playdate. His Playdate game where no. you crank. Okay, wow. Levens, shut up. I'm looking it up. Okay, god damn it. Well, I'll give you. A, I'll give you a Playdate. Um. Uh, oh update. yeah. Hit us with a Playdate update. It was meant to arrive at the start. Ho Hokum. Ho Hokum. What did you just call me? Yeah. I never heard of that one. Who made that? Uh, let me look it up. Maybe I was wrong about Takahashi. Hohokum game. Hohokum. It looks like some Takahashi shit, but yeah, it's not. It's developed by Honey Slug, Honey you Slug. fucking idiot. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Go Who's play, Honey Slug? Go play Daddish Four. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, I uh, was my 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 play date was uh, set to arrive in Australia this week. It uh, has not yet. I don't know. Right. I, I'm still no, waiting for it to get no to Australia. Update. No, I, I I logged in on the way here. And it's like we're awaiting it in Australia. Okay, but yeah. it has been—it's been confirmed sent. Been shipped, yeah, yeah. Okay, but cool. It was confirmed sent like three weeks ago. Yeah, I've I've had huge problems with like I think Ozpost have a backlog of shit they're trying to. Deliver. You know my fucking yeah. feelings on Ozpost. Oh no, they lost my care package to exactly. you. Exactly. Fucking worst. We thing. died of COVID because yeah, because you, because you didn't, didn't get show Metroid up. Dread and yeah. fucking fifty dollars worth of gummies. Yeah, and then they said they would give me a refund for my purchases. And then they just blanked me, and I really I didn't call them back up. Oh god! Um, I think I've got I've got two more games to talk about. First of which, Card Shark. So that was Card Shark was Devolver, I think. Yep, that's a new one by Nariel, the the Reigns developers. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, the Reigns guys. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay, sure. So you you play as a as a young boy in like seventeenth, eighteenth century France, who gets taken under the wing of this like basically con man slash card cheat uh who who kind of teaches you his ways teaches teaches you how to cheat at cards and Mad. then uses you to kind of enact a um a, a, a bit of a revenge against the nobility of france uh but then as you play further like the story starts to get all kinds of twists and turns in it i i particularly i enjoyed the story of it it was really interesting watching this narrative unfold and particularly since it's kind of like uh, it, it hinges on an event that over the course of the game you get all these different takes on what actually happened during the event by various people involved in it. Mm-hmm. The the actual mechanic itself of cheating at cards felt very like um, quick time eventish. Um, you know, a lot of it was like you need to mark where the card is, so push the joystick up, sort of thing. Okay, and 
as you play through, it starts to like combine various cheating methods together. The thing is, if you've put like I I found that I was like putting the game down, like I you know I'd have shit to do, and then I'd play it I'd play it during lunch while I was at work, and then when I got home, I would hang out with my wife and daughter, and then daughter would go to bed, and wife and I would watch something on TV, and then once that was finished, I'd go to bed as well. I'd come back to it the next day and be like. God damn, I've forgotten what I'm supposed to how how the controls work for this thing I was doing kind of thing. Like I've lost sort of my rhythm with how right, this is working. Yeah, yeah. Particularly since there are like 28, 28 cheating methods that you uh, learn over the course of the game. And how how like what do you do to do a cheating method? Is it like a It you you like a fighting input or something? No, or? no, no. You never actually did like as you go into these various games that you play, the, the command that you hang out with is like, okay, for this one, we're going to use this method. Right. And so before the before you actually play the card game, the card game, he'll explain to you the cheat and give you time to practice it. And then you'll go to the card game and you'll just play it like, you almost are not playing cards. You're just playing the cheat. Oh, okay, sure. And so it might be, very rarely do you have to kind of think, of, think on your feet with it. But towards the end, it really gets a lot more complex. Especially when you're like working out how to stack a deck so that when you shuffle it and and deal the cards, it deals in a certain way. And there were definitely times where I was frustrated, like, you're not explaining this to me properly. I'm just trying to guess based on what the outcome of what I'm doing is, which got very frustrating. Um, There is a cool mechanic, though, if you're like, if you die, you go to the afterlife where you have a conversation with death and you can cheat her at cards <laughs> to get back to life that again, rules. which is kind of, which is really interesting and funny. Um, but then it's like, I, I think I did that a couple too many times and you reach a point where it's like, you, you're invited to cheat, but you have no way to know how to cheat because all the cards just have skulls on them. <laughs> and it's like, if you lose this hand we will wipe your save game. And I was like, okay. And I never went through with it because at that point I started just quitting out of the game whenever I failed and reloading from an early, like I save scum. I wonder if they actually would. I'm, I'm curious. I, I was curious, but not curious enough to restart all of my progression through this game that I was not enjoying enough to be like, cool, send me back to the start again kind of thing. Yeah, I, I, um, I, I was kind of expecting that game to have like an, an inscription level uh, takeover of, yeah. of, of games People talking about games But it didn't really do that Did it? it Not much of an impact It definitely Like the art The art of it is beautiful And the, the music For you know Being what it is Like very kind of Baroque French You know Classical music The the presentation is very good The overall gameplay The presentation is very good The narrative I found Really compelling But the overall gameplay I was a bit like The fuck is this? Yeah Not the fuck is this But just like you're asking me it would be like a fighting game but instead of just having simple inputs like punch every move was a combo that you had to remember and obviously if you're not playing the game continuously and keeping these combos in your memory you very quickly are like what the fuck am i supposed to do at this point right like, yeah, oh, sure. shit, yeah, yeah. I've, I've already lost before i've started essentially where are the sharks yeah <laughs> not a lot of sharks in this i'm gonna go play man eater instead <laughs> And I'm like, this needs more cards in it. Um, and then the final game I have to talk about, and this is this is a strong contender for number one on my game of the year list. Why are you saving it to the very end of the episode? And you're going to hate me for this. But I'll lay the scene. I, 
the car that we have, we park on the street under a tree. And so over the months of rain that we've had, it's just become crusted with scum, essentially. And so the, two weekends ago, I was like... Which platform is this on? Uh, it's Hyundai. <laughs> um, two weekends ago, I was like, uh, Joe, can we go to your parents' place? I know they have a pressure washer. I just want to clean the car. The look, <laughs> the look of resignation that just crossed my like, where's this guy face. going? <laughs> Anyway, so I, I did that, and this is while I was playing Stray, and so I, I washed the car and was. Rem- have you ever pressure washed something? Yeah, I have. I own a pressure you washer. Own a, you like have, a you could have come visit me yeah. instead. Um, so the, the you see our parents all the time. The satisfaction <laughs> I took from like cleaning my car with this thing. So I got home that night. I was like, I'm just gonna check. Wait, that's check. a pressure cooker, pressure washer. I pressure have a pressure washer. washer. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was like, I'm just going to check. I have one, John. Yeah, I popped it, I my car. I keep it under the house. I propped my car in a pressure cooker, Levens. <laughs> um, I was like, I'm just going to check Game Pass real quick. And of course, pressure wash, power wash simulator popped up. Yep. And I was like, all right, I had fun today. Download. Uh, I'll just give it, I'll give it a little five minute taste and then I'll go back to Stray and my little cat and finish the thing I'm in. I've played nothing but Power Simulator at home for two weeks now. Like, oh, because wow. I was wondering because I get the notifications that I used to get like last year all the time that yeah. you're, you've, you've you've got your Xbox on, and it's, and I hadn't didn't it didn't happen for like almost all this year, and well, now it's happening every night. <laughs> well, it's it's because we got a new TV that's a smart TV. We no longer use the Xbox as an entertainment platform. Yep. So I literally only turn it on to play games, and I have been so addicted to Power Wash yeah, Simulator. Yeah. Wow, okay. Do you think I, that sounds like a game art you would love too? Huh. Ah, uh, I I find it very therapeutic the way it's like I'm spraying dirt's going away. Every every. He, I mean, he like, he spent hours on a lawn mowing game on his phone once. G- then give it. I had, him, to, I had to delete it because all he was doing was a lawn mowing game. Let him take a rip at it. <laughs> Yep. And see what he thinks But it's just like It is satisfyingly simple gameplay With just enough complexity That you need to like You can't just go fully mindless You have to think about like Switching nozzles And all that kind of stuff um, There is this constant feedback loop Of like I, I compare it a lot to Stardew Valley In that the addiction comes from It takes this big thing And breaks it down into tiny little things So Stardew Valley You're always like all right, it's a new day. I need to water these crops. I need to pick these crops. I need to go see this person. I need to do this. Completing all of that completes the day. And you're like, oh, but I, the next day I've got to do this. So I'll just start the next day and I'll do this. Sure, yeah. With this, it's like you need to wash a van. But the van is like headlights, wheels, rims, roof, doors, etc. Every time you, you wash one of these off with thing, you get a ding and a little bit of money goes in your account. So it's this constant drip feed of, oh, I'm achieving something. I'm achieving something. I'm achieving something. Oh, I'll just jump into this next job real quick because once I get the money from that job, I can buy the next most powerful yep. power washer, essentially, which will help me do that. Like, I just get stuck in this loop. And I've, you know, I've been trying to be good about going to bed, but like since Power Wash Simulator came along, if I'm in bed before eleven thirty, it's a freaking miracle. <laughs> um, I I checked yesterday. I've played through twenty five levels of this game, and it just keeps throwing new jobs at me. Like, I don't know how far this goes. I'm honestly kind of I'm reaching a point where I'm like, is this going to wrap up soon? Because I'd love to switch off and play something like play something different. But until it does, I'm just locked into this game. I'm having so much... I'm enjoying it so much, essentially. And there are all these little, like, 
because obviously the the sort of narrative structure of the game is you run a power washing business people contact you about jobs and so there are all these little narrative threads happening where it's like the mayor of the town has lost his cat and so like the entire fire department is searching for his cat but maybe the cat is just a cover-up for something like kind of corrupt that he's doing on the side. Okay, and so like, is, that's bizarre to me that there's a story at all. That's great. But it's not like there's no cutscenes, there's no anything like that. It's just as you're as you're doing these jobs, little text messages pop up on the side of the screen <laughs> that like might tell you a little bit more about the job you're doing I or really might like give that. you a little bit of a like insight into what's happening in the town you're in. Yep. Um you know, there's this there's this other guy who the first job I did for him was like cleaning a, a an underground drill in the kind of like you know the underminer from yeah from incredible like yeah. that kind of thing and now he's just i've i've been clean i'm cleaning his jet at the moment and his <laughs> jet has like a laser on it and like anti-gravity panels and all this stuff and he's like let me break down this jet for you like, oh man like what's going on with this guy it's it's just ages ago i had the thought of like someone should make a pressure washing game because it's such an enjoyable thing to do in the real world that it would translate really well to digital. And these guys have just nailed every little like touch point where it's like there's enough, there's enough difference in equipment to keep it interesting in terms of thinking about how you tackle the game. They've nailed that mindless fun of like, I'm spraying and the, the, the surface I'm spraying is showing up as clean next yeah, to the a dirty color. surface. Yeah, yeah. So it gives you that kind of that visual appeal. There's enough of a little bit of narrative going on on the side and they've worked out the loop of reward versus work perfectly. It's, it's, I can't remember who developed it. I know it's published by Square Enix's indie arm. Right. Um, because I've been, I, I do social media for Twitch ANZ. Yep. And the other day I was like, hey, client can i just make a bunch of power wash memes and post them and they're like all right go ahead <laughs> and they did super well that's and great like actually the development team and square enix have been like great memes guy like kind of hounding me about hey you guys made good memes um future lab future is, lab yeah. yeah yeah i yeah look if you have if you have game pass i just downloaded it grab this i think i'd be very curious to find out in in three to four months what archie thinks of this game yeah well, that's the end of this uh, beautiful catch-up with your two beautiful boys. Yes. Uh, all the small Ooh, games. Marathon. Second episode for the year. Can you <laughs> believe it, John? Gee, it's been a, a long journey. It has. So I guess we'll try and hang out again in October. October-ish, maybe? Yeah, late October, early November. Or even like, it could be like, you know, two episodes close to each other. One of them is the best of the year. One of them is everything we've played in the lead up to the best of the year. True. Or we record tomorrow. It's a very short episode. Well, like, who played, knows? Played anything else? No. Not. <laughs> See ya. Uh, but thanks so much for listening. Uh, if you do miss the show and you want uh, a bunch of episodes that maybe you haven't listened before, there's about 10 hours of extra episodes over at patreon.com slash all the small games. Even if you just want to toss us a dollar or two to say thanks for the episodes, we appreciate it. Um, uh, you know, we, we, we do miss doing the show weekly, but our lives are a lot happier now yes. that we're not, not because we hated doing the show or anything, just because of the amount of work that went into having being, the being things a parent to, and full-time worker. Yeah. But also like, yeah, trying to like play enough games to warrant doing a new episode each week was yeah. fucking exhausting. Yeah. Not to mention the editing and posting and blah, 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 blah. But it's, it's, it, it, it's great to be able to hang out with each other and, and record an episode that hopefully people enjoy listening to. Yes. Um, if you would like to uh, come and join a, a, a Discord, we have a Discord. I'm going to make it public, I think. Cool. 
Um, I don't know how to do that, but I'm going to figure it out. It um, turns into an alt-right meeting place very quickly. But uh, if you can't find our Discord, uh, just send us an email to allthesmallgames at gmail.com and I'll add you to our Discord because we'd love to have you there if you love indie games. Uh, and uh, if you want to check out some of my other podcasts, there's only one now. Hey fam, and I record it every single week with my friend Angus Truscott. Um, this week we just put an episode up where we talked about the movie Prey, which is real, oh, real good. I've heard it's I've heard really good things. Uh, plus, we eat the new Domino's cheeseburger pizza. Right, I've heard nothing. Um, do you want, what do you, What do you think? I'm sitting out of a out of ten score. Oh, probably four. I'm actually pretty high up. I'm like seven-ish, I think. Whoa. For a Domino's pizza, that's about as high as it gets, I think. God damn, I was okay. really satisfied with that cheeseburger pizza. No <laughs> shitty Domino's tomato sauce, I think is the big key to why I like it. That super what's, sugary tomato. What's the pe- base? Uh, it's just like a white cheese base, I guess. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it works, man. Interesting. Don't run out and, buy, and get it. But if you're like fucking hammered and someone's like, should we get pizzas? Be like, oh, throw a fucking cheeseburger one on there. <laughs> Pickles on the pizza. Interesting. It's a vibe. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, but uh, besides that, is there anything else you, you've been doing that you want to give a shout out to? You fucking yes, yes, there is. What? You wrote a book. <laughs> a zine. <laughs> a book. Yes, I, I have returned to the world of making zines after, God, a good like two, three year hiatus. Um, my previous zine, I made weird little comics out of clip art, mm-hmm. very much an homage to stuff like uh, Christopher Rees and his Get Your War On and my new fighting technique and my new filing technique are unstoppable. Uh, this new one is probably a bit more in keeping with what I actually do for a day job. I wrote a bunch of uh, ad scripts for like fake products and services and businesses um, just with, you know, my, I was like, I just want to make this as weird and funny as possible. Yep. Um, uh, whose idea was it? Uh, I mean, writing scripts was it? Yeah. I, I sent the first script I wrote to Levens and Levens was like, wouldn't this be great if it was a Z? And I was like, fuck you, man. Fine. <laughs> I'll do it. Someone has to. But no, it was really like, I had such a good time just like writing all this stuff and then and then dealing with the logistical problems that came up from like because my previous zines were just like go to office works print black and white staple done yeah but this i was like i've done i've done scrappy i want to do quality so i did like glossy glossy like you know decent weight cover and like color color images inside and proper light like i learned to use photoshop a lot better than i did during my previous run and yeah it's just fun it's um i guess hit hit me up uh through um my socials at, yeah. s- at 16 tacos on twitter and, right, so yeah. or through the through the all the small games discord yep hit me up there as well if you if you want to buy a copy uh they're, they're ten dollars australian and i handle sh- postage oh great which means i make no money none, off this none things. whatsoever <laughs> yeah how many um, have you made uh, I mean, I made initial run was like twenty, um, uh, but if there's demand for it, then I can definitely let's whip, get it. Let's do it. Let's do a second run of these motherfuckers, everybody. Some, whip up some more. Um, we'll put some. We'll put some samples in the uh, in the Discord too. Yeah, to read. definitely. Um, yeah, that's. I mean, other than that, it's just taking care of a fractious fifteen month old kid, <laughs> which is fun. Love it to death. But Sick. Oh boy. Um, what I, about yourself? I, I've been. Uh, I've got a couple of mixes about to upload onto my other Patreon, which you can find at Patreon.com/slash/LevDog, um, where I uh, basically make a mix every single month. Um, I've got a, another Japanese city pop mix uploading Ooh, in lovely. the next week, and after that, I am making a uh, uh, a mix 
all productions by uh, one of our favorite producers from about 10 years ago called Bangladesh. <gasps> Hell yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I've been sitting on this idea for a while. And then after that, I'm going to do a Mike Will Made It one too. Two of my favorite nice. hip-hop producers. Um, they're going to be fucking awesome mixes to listen to. Because I was like, like driving home the other day and none of my favorite Bangladesh productions are on streaming services. Oh, really? Yeah. Do you know that song Bingo by Charlie McEnroe? That's Charlie McEnroe. Bingo, that's my car. It's not even on fucking YouTube. It's, sure. I, 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 I reckon the only other existence of this song besides my computer is a mix CD I made you 15 years ago. Right. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm going to make uh, lots of mixes very, very soon. So yeah, if you want if you want some more music from me, or some music from me to begin with, patreon.com slash levdog. Um, I'm also, if you live in Sydney, I've curated a massive uh, festival called Cherry Blossom Festival, which is happening at the end of this month in Auburn in Western Sydney. Uh, I've, uh, basically curated I'm, I'm going to be DJing every single day for nine days with some other guests also playing Japanese city pop there is a mini golf course that we've set up that oh, is damn. all based off of like Japanese designs uh, it's outdoor in a botanic garden there's a bar um, I've booked kids entertainment um, including a, 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 a program called awesome people reading books um, which uh, John isn't one of the awesome people coming to read books I bought a ton of uh, Japanese picture books which nice. lots of different people uh, will be reading um, and then uh, I also helped, helped curate the food and there's some fucking awesome collaborations between different restaurants and food trucks uh, at this festival. It's going to be sick. That sounds very cool. Plus the cherry blossoms, they're going to be blooming. Damn. So yeah, many reasons to come and check this out. I'd love to see you there if you live in Sydney. Uh, hey, thanks so much for listening so much. Uh, where, can, where can you be found online, Levens? Uh, everything is at Levens online now. Damn. I can't remember if we recorded before or after I had my COVID meltdown and... Uh, Decided to re- change my online re- rebranded. My Patreon is the only thing that still maintains I'm Adlet sick, Dog. I'm sick of dogs. It's time <laughs> to be online. Uh, but yeah, I'm, uh, I'm I'm famous on TikTok now too. Yeah, 150,000 followers. <laughs> Don't know how that happened, but it did. I I, I ignore TikTok lives. It's too it's too new for me. I can't handle that's it. That's how that's the way I thought. But then as soon as I started posting, I started getting better reactions there than any other social media. It took me. One month to get the same amount of followers that I've gotten on Instagram in 15 years. Right. Wild. Um, yeah, you do. I mean, you do. I'd be buying all kinds of stupid shit, which yeah, is uh, yeah. what I make videos about. So, That's basically. Yeah, if you, want, if you want to see videos of to- toys and uh, books and comics and all, all the insane shit I buy. You're, um, you're one about like what, what comics you need to read to understand the latest Thor movie was... Compelling in the number of twist endings it had. Yeah, it uh, made a lot of people very angry too. <laughs> it would have been fantastic. It was like, if you really want to understand it, thump the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> Nordic edition. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm at Levens online on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, the works, and John is at 16 tacos. Again, you can email the show, all the small games at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, hit us up in the Discord about what you th- like, thought about the episode and what about which games you've been playing too. Oh, wait, you can also follow uh, the show. I've just been doing some shit posting on you have, lately. I'm not sure if you've guy, seen. He has not been limiting himself to Power Wash Simulator memes. I'm not sure if you've seen. But yeah, we're at um, All The Small Game on, on Twitter. Twitter. Yeah, yep. Follow us there if you want to see me having random thoughts about indie games. Fucking who wouldn't? Thanks yeah. so much for listening, everybody. See you next time, see whatever ya. that may be. Bye.